Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon, St. Louis. DGS on KMOX. Happy Friday to you. Amy and uh, Rachel are making Wheels and I laugh. <laughs> They're talking about if they do a low ponytail, they look like a founding father. <laughs> Never heard that one before. Yeah, I mean, it looks like I signed the Constitution. <laughs> but you said you, that's how you can that's, wear it, right? Yeah, I can't. That's awesome. So Amy has her hair in a very cute high ponytail right now. When I do, I just feel like my forehead is too big for that. And it's like a shock if I put my hair up like that. So I have yeah. to do the low George Washington you know, at the base of your neck ponytail. When I had my long hair, because I've never had a lot of hair, uh, but when I was at my peak of hair yeah. and I would put it in a ponytail, I looked like the Crypt Keeper was at the Bosley Institute for Men. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, yeah, yeah. Well, the, not great. There, it's weird how different things, right? You can wear it, you can't. I went to a wedding last summer, two summers ago, and it was this dress. I was trying to wear something different. Like, I always wear black, so I wore, like, this floral dress, and it had this little lace collar, and it was cute, and I had my hair down, but it was a very hot wedding, so I ended up pulling my hair back in a low ponytail. Then my friend said, smile for the picture, and I looked exactly like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. (laughs) (laughs) The lace lace collar. And even even my friend was like, wow, you. That's funny. You look like RBG. Mine, mine are uh, when I'm heavy and dressed up, I look like the Burl Ive snowman from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I was always told that if you gain a little weight like uh, myself and you put on like a suit or something, you look really good in that suit. I have not found that to be the case yeah. at all. Mm. No. no, I haven't either. I have found quite the opposite. That and if I'm also larger... I can't grow a beard because I look like the Gordon's Fisherman. And, <laughs> like, once I saw it, you know, like, Nick just got a really great, I think it was a gift, like, a really great Irish cable knit sweater. And and Nick's very lean and yeah. has long hair and he's young and he looks great in it. And I'm like, yeah, I would just look like I'm taking Mrs. Paul's out on a date. <laughs> you have any fish sticks? Hey. <laughs> Just because it's Friday. Yeah. Easy RBG. Doesn't mean you can get all crazy. Yeah, you kind of look like you're, like you're wearing her clothes. Right? A yeah. little bit. Well, this does the, the cape, but I'm, I literally, that dress I had, it was the angle of the camera. All you saw, you saw the lace collar and the low bun. So you know how we share Andrew with you. 
Right. Like, you have your Andrew. You can totally keep him. Well, (laughs) we share. Not after lunch today. I forget that he's on our, like, that he's not on our show. That's how much we share. Yeah, he's in there a lot. We went to Rosalita's for lunch today. Thank you, Rach, for treating. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, you know, we're ordering normal Mexican food stuff. (laughs) And it comes to Andrew. And I'm pretty used to Andrew, especially at Rosalita's, Mm -hmm. where he's famous for getting an order of flautas with a side of flautas. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But today he decided to get a bowl of cheese dip and masita, Mm -hmm. which is like cornbread pudding. Oh. Which is like what you get when you're about to be put to death for a crime you committed. <laughs> Wait, so cheese dip and masita, uh-huh. you ate it together? Yeah. Well, I didn't combine. I didn't like mash them up. Is that crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Not, this isn't psycho territory. This is KFC. Yeah, I didn't famous bowl it. <laughs> <laughs> I kept them separated. That's how I do Thanksgiving, though. Famous bowl it. Really? Really. Can I just say this, too, real quick about Andrew, sharing Andrew, um, how he's in the office? Yesterday, Ranj wanted me, uh, Ranj is always bossing me. He's like, Amy, do the promo. Do the promo. Because you I, forget. I'm like, whatever, whatever. And Ranj leaves, and then Andrew just turns in his chair and said, Amy, do the promo. And I got up and did it. Like, I obeyed him. Like, he was my boss. <laughs> he carried it around. I will say, Andrew is good at giving you orders, even though he's not in charge. <laughs> like, he does that with me, too. Like, the other day, he was texting me. He's like, he's like, take the segment out and do this and this. And I was like, oh, yes, sir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's in charge of me now. I know. I felt like he was my boss. I got up. I didn't. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's good to have another voice in there because yeah. it's very difficult to get you to do your job. <laughs> It's because you're always because you my always chair. forget, and then we get in trouble from Steve for you forgetting. I stood up for you. And I believe there's always say. a fair amount of of pleases and thank yous involved. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not ordering anybody. We for real should get a. Uh, I can't convince anybody to do anything. Therapist in. <laughs> to spend an hour with these guys. Yeah, <laughs> like on the air, right? Like, like like the twelve o'clock hour of their show. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe one of us could be the therapist. Maybe like, I'd like to get somebody licensed if we're going to do it. <laughs> Andrew's licensed. Yeah, I'm licensed. In what? In yeah. I'm Plus, licensed. he knows you guys really well. I'm licensed to drive. What, a tractor? <laughs> you, can't, you can't do what we need. You can't do yeah. what we need. <laughs> they need more serious help. Yeah. <laughs> you, we need a professional. You well me said. stupid today. Well Amy, uh, so Amy, it's a good thing she doesn't swear because Amy, <laughs> Amy meant to hit the talk back button to say something to Tyler. What was it like? I said, "That's right, baby," said, or something like that. You better believe it, baby. Something yeah. like that. But she hit the mic button <laughs> during, <Cardinals> during a commercial <laughs> and shouted it. <laughs> so during, they're like Cardinals season tickets, and I went, "You better believe it, baby." Man, she's really yeah. excited about these ticket packages. <laughs> thank, thank God you don't so swear. It's a good thing it was that one. And not one of the other weird commercials. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you have enough canned food <laughs> and munitions? Sixty. Yeah, yeah baby. Ninety minutes. <laughs> How's your Better junk working? <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Better believe it, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kim Wax. We have the, uh, the 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 market cornered on ED and California psychics. Oh yeah. my gosh, those psychics, man! 
Yeah. They make them sound Maybe good. they could help you guys out. <laughs> they make them oh, sound well. good. <laughs> they do. They're like, you know where to go for peaches. You know where to go for this. And then California is where you go for psychics. I'm like, all psychics. right. Now I know. Once <laughs> I, I went to a psychic. <laughs> Something one, like that. One of those street psychics. There's the, What's the square? Is it called Jackson Square in, in uh, New Orleans? New yeah. Orleans. Yeah. yeah. And they have a bunch of people selling stuff. And then you have psychics and whatnot. <laughs> And I, I met a nice lady down there. We were walking around. She's like, let's stop at one of these. So we did. And she, I think, read our palms. And then she said, you guys are going to be together for a long time. <laughs> and I, can I tell you, I have not seen her since. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if these psychics. <laughs> no, I'm skeptical. <laughs> I'm skeptical, Dave. I've told this before, but my very first job as a lawyer was at a really nice, fancy law firm. And my first summer there, they had a big party, and it was, you know, bring your spouse and the whole bit. And uh, I was outdoors by a pool, and they had a psychic there. And she was giving readings, and all of a sudden there's a kerfuffle. And there was an associate there, uh, uh, a guy who was probably 30, and his wife who was probably 28. And uh, she told them, you're going to have a baby, it's going to be a daughter, and it's going to drown. (gasps) Oh, oh. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Not holding back. No. No. I wonder how, how often that happens. You hire someone from a party and they do something like that. I don't know, but if I were hired for a party, I'd keep it light. Try to keep, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Try to keep the mood up. <laughs> What's wow. not? Oh, my Lord. Are you serious? You're serious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go to line one. On line one, we have Mr. Jack Jenkins, Ronji's cousin with the what? giant oh! organ. Oh! Jack, thanks for calling hey. in. Hey, Chris, this is your cousin. Hey, well, hello, cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you all had such a good time with my huge organ, I just thought I had to call in. Okay. So then you can (laughs) confirm that in our family, the organs are not really that small. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I I will confirm that even on the Jenkins side and on the Ronzi side. Okay. All right, good. Right. I, I I feel a lot I feel a lot better now. All right, that's great. That's great. Do so you? It, yeah, kind of. So you were at the Fox for how many years? It. Forty years. I actually started playing there before it officially opened. Mary Strauss did what was called they used to do snake previews in the movies. And they had the lobby done and she decided to do a sneak preview. Now there were no curtains, there was no carpeting, there were no seats in the auditorium. And it, the organ sounded like it was in the cathedral. And that was in April before the theater officially opened in September. So that's when I officially started. Wow. Jack, what was uh, Chris Ranji like as a kid, if you recall? I was trying to think. I saw Chris two times as he was growing up. Oh. One time when he was about six months old. Oh, I don't remember. And I ran into his mom and dad when he was about five. And... From those two times, I knew Chris was going to grow up to be great and do something wonderful. Yeah, that's right. Look at this. That's right, Cousin Jenkins. You just just knew it wouldn't be (laughs) Oregon-related. Hey, 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 Dave. Dave, Uh, Dave. Yeah, obviously it didn't go that direction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. When he was six months or five months old, was he wearing uh, black-rimmed glasses and a hat? No. 
he did have a diaper on. Mm. <laughs> hey, oh, still. Like we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. 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 The more Head things the change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, I've been using the cloth ones lately. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but. Well. Guess what, Chris? When you get older, you'll be back in diapers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Jack, what are, you doing, what are you doing these days? Well, I'm retired. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm on the road to Garden Villa. I finished out my work career teaching at Maryville University, and I did music therapy at Garden Villa, which is right across the interstate. Yeah. That's and after cool. I retired, I kept Garden Villa. I've been there 23 years. So I don't do music therapy anymore because I retired and had to let my board certification go, but I still play for them, uh, play the piano for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been doing that 23 years. So. Very, very awesome. cool. Well, Jack, you call back anytime you want. It's a real pleasure to meet you, and thanks so much for calling in. We really appreciate it. Well, Chris, I want to tell you I'm very proud that you're my cousin. Oh, well, Aww. look at that. Well, that's, that's very sweet. nice. That's very, My Not, other cousins yeah. don't say that to me. So, Is that a tear? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jack. That's funny. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. You going to be okay? Yeah, big organ. He you're, played you're the gonna, organ. You're going to cry. Me? Yeah. I don't know. I'm okay. He's okay. Like, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm not going to cry. I don't, <laughs> that was pretty sweet what he said. I mm. wonder if, so he said six months or and six five years. years. And five years. Yeah. I wonder if I had the, the, the uh, I used to have those overalls with a big banana on them. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? Nope. Oshkosh? <laughs> nope. <laughs> never heard of it. I do actually. You've heard of yeah. Oshkosh. We've no, yeah, but I've Oshkosh. never heard yeah. of never overalls heard of the with a banana. They had a big overalls. banana on it. It was the logo. But how big was the banana? <laughs> oh, <laughs> bigger than the organ. Was it like manifesting? <laughs> Damn. 122 DGS on KMOX. Anyone else got relatives going to call in? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be fun. Who do we want to hear from? My my mom has said, because yeah. she always listens to this hour. Get her on the phone now. No, she said she would freeze up. She would be nervous and not. She said she's not good at speaking on the spot, so mm-hmm. she would just not say anything. She would be fine if we got her in. Yeah. 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 I want to hear from Kevin's dad. I was just I was just going to say that. No, I need don't. to know if he's just like Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we similar. Do. Yeah, similar. He just wears his we pants do, We need to know. There's some similar. Yeah. yeah. Actually, he doesn't do the eye pants thing. I want to hear yeah. them let's go and harmonize. No, he doesn't do that. But yeah, that's, I mean, look, we're related. You can tell. <laughs> hey, remember back when you almost fought? Could you have taken your son? Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, I'd have kicked his stupid little ass. <laughs> that's oh, what yeah. he would have said. Oh, and, you'd like, yeah, and he would have been like, right? And I'd be like, no. And he'd been like, we start all over stupid, again and challenge each other. Stupid little ass. <laughs> My son's stupid little ass. Happy Friday. I think you guys are tight. We are. We're besties. That's why I'm going to name the podcast. <laughs> Sound like Richard Gere and his dad on Officer and a Gentleman or something. <laughs> Rach, watch the uh, You Got the Wrong Idea thing. Oh, I was just watching TV last night, and someone used the phrase like, hold on, you got the wrong idea. And I was like, people don't say that anymore. No, why I ought to. Yeah, exactly. That's just like disappeared from the lexicon, and yeah. I feel like we should bring it back. And it's such a good way of putting things when someone's thinking in the wrong direction, because a lot of times it they are. They're just like, they're just ruminating on an idea. They're not based in reality. So it's such a good saying. I, I'm saying, let's bring it back. Yeah. Hey, you got the wrong idea. Hey, hey, hey. You you have to say it like that. (laughs) Ixnay on the idea. Hey, you got the wrong 
idea. Do you Same. think we don't say that anymore because it's not possible to convince someone that they don't? Yeah, that could oh, be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't tell yeah. people they're wrong. You're like, like hey, you can no listen. longer convince someone. Maybe there's that another way to look at this. Thought of something wrong. Well, now we just say, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or idiot. Or we send each other an article <laughs> refuting dingus. all of the points they just made. Like, yeah. <laughs> which they don't read. Exactly. You say, you have a stupid little ass. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm the one trying to rein it in. <laughs> for 24 years, it was like, watch out for Glover. You got to keep him in line. Now I'm like, okay, that's enough. Now Dave's the shepherd. All right. Everybody going in the that same direction. That one is so specific. It sounds like you're making fun of them for being small. <laughs> that's what it feels like. What am I missing? I didn't oh, get that oh, at all. Oh, the stupid little... Like, yeah, uh, it okay. sounds like it's just like a small... The emphasis okay. being on the little... I guess because you were a kid, right? Is that I, why Well, you I mean, I was that? a college kid. Oh, well, see, you weren't little. Right, but that would be the point. Is like, to him, I would seem like a little kid. That's the point. It's like a point. We're really breaking this problem. down, aren't we? What do you, hey, you guys are asking. The You're hypothetical asking. statement from Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you, uh, you guys are not asking anything, What Kevin. do you think the age is... <laughs> Assuming that the older person is in decent shape. Right. Because uh, <laughs> the other day I was somewhere and there was a group of like 22-year-old hooligans. And I realized, you know what? I bet if I fought them, I would lose. And it was the first time I've thought wow. that in my entire life. Hmm. Uh, not that I'm a big tough guy, but someone <laughs> younger, you just always think like, oh, yeah. I got old man strength. You got nothing. Yeah. And then I realized, like, well, they have stamina yeah. and, yeah. you know, young guy strength. Like, what do you think is the cutoff age <laughs> when you're really fooling yourself if you think you can beat up a 25-year-old? Hmm. I mean, assuming everything's similar, yeah. height, weight, yeah. skill level, and you're not yeah. fighting an MMA kid or whatever, um, it's probably... It's probably between 50 and 60. Really? really? I just said like 75. It depends. What? I've seen a lot. Listen. See, I'm thinking more like no. late 30s. No, I've seen oh, a no. lot of them. No, no. There's Really? You yeah. think a 30-year-old yeah. oh, yeah. take a 25-year-old, Could? all things being straight up? I yeah. So. All right. Yeah. I think so. And you think if a 74-year-old is going to beat up a 25-year-old guy? I'm skewed. I, I... Any 75-year-old you grab off the street could beat me up. So it's like, I, my thinking is kind of skewed on the matter. Yeah. Now, when I go into a retirement home, I got to watch my back. I'm like, uh-oh. I, just, I just think God, our boss, doesn't do air checks with us. He did it for oh. like three weeks, and he's like, well, this is useless. He actually called me uncoachable. And he wasn't being nice or funny. He was yeah. just like, well, you're uncoachable. Wow. Um, that's but if awesome. we did, we'd be like, tell me about the one o'clock hour. Like, well, Chris Franji's <laughs> uncle, the giant organ, called in. And then we tried to establish how old you have to be before you lose fights to 25-year-old boys. And you're like, oh, that's a great, yeah, that's KMOX, all right. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 133 DGS on KMOX. Western Oregon University has officially gotten rid of all F's and D's in their grading system. And uh, maybe heading toward a grade less system and saying that they don't want failure to be an option <laughs> at their university. And it makes people feel bad. And it's about learning. It's about experiencing. It's not about success or failure. And uh, the, and other people are saying it's because if kids flunk out, they leave. They don't pay you tuition anymore. Uh, yeah, exactly. So thoughts around the horn, wheels? What value does anything have in your to your future employer if they can't tell how hard you work or that you care or that you can complete a task or anything? Well, I think it's deeper than that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think not just Western Oregon, but a lot of academic institutions are saying judging is anachronistic and ranking you by how well you do is anachronistic. And it's about all of us are here to learn. We're going to learn at our own pace in our own way. And then you can go out and make your way in the world based on how you learned, not on how you did. Yeah, I get that. But if I'm an employer and I've got 100 candidates, how do I rank them? Because I have to pick one or five or whatever. I can't take 100. So how do I separate them? Because a a 10-minute interview in the same room is not going to tell me everything I need to know. Also, if you were to put me in a class now, something I enjoyed, you wouldn't need to grade me. I'm going to read the material right, right. because I'm now old enough to appreciate learning. Right. College age day, if you tell me there are no grades, I learn nothing. I learn nothing. See, to me, I, I guess that would depend on uh, what you're going into. I mean, if you're going into law, if you're going into medical school, then yeah. you. How do you well, even to, get into need, those if you don't have grades? But that's what I'm saying is it, it, if, if you're going into those fields, then the grades matter more to me. But when you're facing an employer... And again, we have a very different kind of industry than a lot. I don't really know how many other industries, though, people are like, well, what did you, what was your GPA if I'm hiring you? They just kind of want to know you have a degree. They want to know you learned. They want to know what you studied. If you're a first-year you know, worker, if you're, you're going to be entry-level, that's kind of what they're looking at. And then beyond that, it's your work experience, what you've done. I yeah. just don't know how much grades really matter when it comes I to mean, being hired except for certain fields. So if somebody had a 50% average on their scores and the other person had a 90, that wouldn't change? I, I don't know. A 3.8 em- versus a 1.4? I don't know that employers care about that. I would care about that difference because 1.4 shows me you didn't try. I don't know. Again, I don't know that they look or that they care. I think it goes deeper. Like you got to have re- some sort of resilience and failure is good. And you learn from failures and you have to know that life is about failing, whether you're playing sports or trying out for jobs or messing up in a relationship and you get back up Then it's okay to fail. And I do think we have somehow built failure up to be this awful, horrible thing. Yeah. Like I, like I, maybe I'm a harsh teacher, but I like tell kids, Hey, like if they're in my class, 
you're smart, you're working hard, but you're not like that special. There are people working harder than you. There are people working not as hard as you. And you, if you want to get results, you're going to have to work hard to um, see those results. And it's failure is not final. Also, you can't be great at everything. It's good. It's important to yeah. know, hey, on this grading system, it turns out I'm pretty good at track or soccer. I'm not great at basketball. I'm good in science. I'm struggling in English. Um, it's okay. I mean, I think you're right. And Rach and Andrew, I depend on you guys way too much just because you're younger. Like, you're going to know everything from your generation. But uh, And this could be the extreme side, but there is a movement that I see that is very much like, hey, look, the whole thing. The grades, the judging based on who's better and who's worse, the going, the, your whole life being about a job, your whole life being about possessions. No, we're going to live very differently. We're just going to accept each other. You know, it's a, it's a very uh, hippie in a non-hippie kind of way because uh, hippie has such a bad connotation, but it's much more of a, hey, look, we're not going to be slaves to work like our parents and grandparents were. We're going to actually live our lives. And that starts with not being uh, judged and given a letter grade. I think that's the larger. Which is interesting because I think that's a false binary because I've lived a very unconventional life, right, with with choosing writing and teaching and tutoring and whatever it was that I was doing. Now I'm in radio. I was with the blues. I wrote a couple of books. I didn't go to college and I pursued what I was interested in. I didn't make a lot of money doing that, but I still graded myself, judged myself harshly. That's important. How about this? Would you, if you're looking at, like, I just picked a new doctor. One of the things I did when I was looking for a new doctor was look at their ratings. You know, they got, it's, it's through the website of the healthcare company. It's four and a half, it's, you know, it's a five star scale. Am I going to pick the one that's a two star? Hell no. And I think that that's. Well, again, how, that's medical. That's, no, that's I, medical I, I stuff. I would say the that's same thing for go, which auto shop I go to, for which store I'm going to shop at, for which airline I'm going to fly on. I'm not going to pick the one. That is way worse than the other when it comes to people's evaluations. But, but, I mean, Chris brought up a good point earlier. What employer has ever asked you for your college GPA? Uh, they don't ask, but you usually put it on your resume when you I first come out of college. I've never put it. I don't and, think I And also, either. I guess the bigger point is, though, you have to maintain a certain GPA to even get a degree. So what's the value of a degree if everyone well, can get no grades at all and still get one. I, I do wonder about their accreditation at that point. Like, how yeah. would you transfer to oh. a different school? But, mm-hmm. I mean, if if everyone knows what's going on when they're going into the situation, I guess I don't have a huge problem with it. I will say it's helpful if you understand that there are professors who hold a certain level, a grade level, even if you never show your employer. You may think you're working hard and doing well, and that grade helps you know where you can get better. So it seems like there's two ways this could go, just existentially. This could lead to paradise. It could lead to Valhalla, where everyone is just cool and there's no more judging. Or it could lead to idiocracy, where no one's very smart. No one's qualified because they never have to show that they can do the work. And I Well, I think there's a third option. I don't think it leads to anything. I think that maybe a couple of universities... What's this, Western what, Oregon? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... Maybe they try it out. Maybe some other university. I don't see a time 30 years from now where every major university in the country is doing no grades anymore. Let's talk to Tom on line one. Tom, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Yeah, I actually have two comments based on what you were just saying and something you said a few minutes ago. 
Uh, I wouldn't want to. I would never want to hire anyone who's never failed in anything. That means you've never done anything because you have to accomplish something to fail on it. And the other thing is, uh, the system would disagree with me, but I, I would rather study hard enough to get straight C's, but read everything. Get, read everything I get my fingers on. I wish have a bunch much education than the guy who gets straight A's. There's a memory flush the day after the test. Hmm. That was me. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. I was always really good at memorizing yeah. and test taking, and then like yeah. I don't need that anymore. <laughs> Let me just flush. Yeah, that I mean, out. There, there's definitely flaws, and there are things to fix. But this idea that, and I mean, I get into this a lot too with people in, in youth sports, like don't keep score because it makes kids that lose feel bad. They know the score. Yeah, they're keeping it in their head. Yeah, you know if you're doing it or not. And if you're not, you should know that because you can't get better if you don't know you're what also, you're failing at. You're also telling them that failing is so devastating, we have to protect you from yeah. it. No, it's not that big of a deal. It's a game. It's okay to lose, and it also shows you, okay, this is where I can be better. Yeah. Totally different topic. Uh, the United States has just passed OPEC as the world's leading producer of oil. Uh, huh, I thought we weren't... Uh, Doing that anymore. It's been my understanding for a really long time that we have the uh, the most resources. Uh, we have great resources, and that's always been the fight. Like conservatives saying "drill, baby, drill," and mm-hmm. uh, Democrats saying "like no, we have to protect the spotted owl" or whatever it is. Um, I tend to be pretty hawkish on this. That if uh, you know, one day we're not using fossil fuels, okay? Let's let's develop wind let's develop solar let's develop nuclear let's develop whatever it is that we can since fossil fuels are obviously uh, uh hurting the climate but while we're doing it while this is the game that we're doing if, if we're using gold doubloons to pay for things and we're lousy with gold doubloons let's use them you know what i mean like if it takes another 50 years to get there well then let's drill the hell out of it for 50 years and be successful and and yeah. rule the world yeah, I, I, if my understanding is correct, we have never produced more barrels per oil per day than we are right now. It is now. correct. Crude yeah. oil, um, yep. we broke the previous record that was set in 2019. Yeah, I mean, if you look at a graph starting, you know, let's say in 2000, uh, I'm sorry, 2009 or 10, it's straight up from there. I mean, I know there are a couple of peaks and valleys, right? There were some, there were some valleys right after 2020 because we had to shut down refineries. Uh, the problem has been, from my understanding, We've lost refining capacity, and now that we're getting the refining refining capacity back up, we're able to produce it. The problem was never how much oil we had. Yeah, it was our it was our problem. The problem was whether or not limiting we limiting ourselves. Right, we didn't have enough time. We didn't have enough ability to refine it. In part because during COVID, a lot of those refineries shut down because nobody was going anywhere. There was no oil being used. In general, sort of existentially, do you guys agree or disagree about hey, while we're using these fuels, let's go ahead and drill and use these fuels and. And and simultaneously try to become the world's leader in solar or wind or something like that? Yeah. I think you do them both at once. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, I think the quicker we get to the other thing, the better we're going to sure, be. Sure. But, um, yeah, in the meantime, it, I, I think what this does is, you know, climate issue aside, it it really takes the teeth out of the argument that this administration is not putting us toward uh, energy independence when they're producing more oil than any administration ever has. Yeah, but they'll continue yeah. to use it, and people will believe that because they hammer that point home over and over and over again. Yeah, the drill baby drill thing is weird because we don't need to drill more. If you're already producing record numbers uh, based on what you're already drilling, then we should be building more refineries is what the issue is. Because if you don't have more refineries, then the drilling makes does not, doesn't do you any good. You can't turn it into the products that you need. 
Is the building more refineries a, a non-starter with the Democrats in control, do you think? I don't know, but it's super expensive for the companies paying for them. I mean, I've got to imagine we're talking billions of dollars to build refineries. Yeah. Rach, thoughts? Uh, I'm I'm with you guys. I think we do it in tandem, like, as long as we need to. I don't get this whole, like, it has to be a binary choice thing. I mean, we're using them now, so... And, and, you know, we've talked to a lot of people about, like, you know, the switch to electric cars. That doesn't seem like it's as great of a fix as we thought it's it was It's really in the past. kind of dying on the vine. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, just in, in every way. Uh, yeah, people just don't seem interested in them. Yeah. And it's difficult. I, get, I mean, I've, I've been in electric vehicles, but I've never driven one. I certainly haven't owned one. I'm not attracted to them. Yeah. I would, Why do they make them look the way they do? I would trade... Yeah. To, I would give up my my gas powered uh, vehicle, uh, you know, in exchange for the climate. Well, I guess I'm lying because I haven't. You know, yeah. But there, first, there's not a lot of choices, mm-hmm. right? Second of all, then there are more. I mean, everybody's putting them out now. There's there's going to be an, there's an e Corvette coming, so they're doing all of those types of things. The problems are more the range of the battery, which is an issue, and how long it takes to charge. I mean, when I fill up my tank, it takes me two minutes. I can't wait three hours for my battery to charge. I think it's like, I don't know, uh, uh, Michael's got one. He's got an electric vehicle. I think he says it's something like 15 or 20 minutes to get you how many miles? I I don't know, but I, don't know. I, I know that with this round of very cold weather, that the battery life, the charge, will drop by 40%. Wow. It's 20 degrees or colder, which is not well, that cold. I'm, I'm also, and I'm not, look, I'm not, uh, I believe climate change is real. And I think we should do what we can to combat it for our descendants. Yep. But what I'm not sure about is, okay, I have a pretty good idea what fossil fuels do. What about electricity? What about the coal-burning electricity? What about the batteries? Mm -hmm. What's that going to do to the... Because I think we so quickly and flippantly politically go like, I'm for this. But my rule is if you can't talk intelligently about something for 60 seconds, you should shut up. I can't talk intelligently for 60 seconds about the climate impact of batteries. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Well, it's going to sound like we're doing a segment on swingers, but Michael Calhoun, will you introduce us to your friends Dan and Bambi? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, Bambi's such a good girl. Uh, this is my friend that didn't Dan. didn't help anything, did yeah, Dan, yeah, yeah. Get to Dan the, Kohler get to the, from yeah. Purina here to talk about the uh, pet parade yeah. this weekend in Soulard with... What kind of dog is Bambi? Uh, so Bambi is my dog for the listeners mm-hmm. out there. Uh, she's a three-year-old <laughs> terrier mix is, is our best guess. That's what they had listed on their adoption papers. But looking at her, she's probably got a few other breeds mixed in there. <laughs> so we say we know she's 100% soft and fluffy. And that's she's about chill. all we know for <laughs> Very sure. chill. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. But yeah, this Sunday on the 4th uh, is the 31st annual Purina Pet Parade down in historic Soulard. We're excited to be back again this year, especially with the weather forecast looking yeah. as hospitable as it's going to be, like mid-50s and partially cloudy. Um, so we'll take that for the first weekend in February. You better believe Very that. Very cool. Very um, cool. But this is the Guinness World Record holding event for the world's largest costume dog parade. We set that back in 2012. And with the weather forecast, it's looking like we're going to get, we're expecting some pretty big crowds again this year as well. Uh, so if folks <laughs> listening have a pup that wants to come out and strut their stuff in the streets of Soulard, we welcome that. You can register online for probably about another two hours, I think, and then we close our okay. online registration. You can come out on site the morning of 10 a.m. at 12th and Allen. The parade's going to kick off at 1 p.m., so it's free to come out and spectate. 
We make our way down Russell Street over to 9th, and we end at Soulard Market Park. We've got uh, some fun Grand Marshals lined up this year. Tim Azell from KTVI. Yeah, Timmy. Cam Jansen, uh, former blues player, and the Schnook Soldier, which I'm personally Ooh, nice. excited about to see him out there on the float interacting with everybody. I hope everybody. he and Cam get in a fist fight. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Cam would win. He's tough. It'd be great if he, he didn't, is. though. <laughs> gets Cam in a Better headlock. story. <laughs> so how many people-ish do you need to break the record? So that was about a little over 1,200 uh, dogs registered to walk in that parade. So we've unofficially broken it a, a few uh-huh. years since then. We just haven't gone through all the rigmarole yeah, to yeah. be officially certified. But, um, yeah, this uh, event is a fundraiser for our friends at Open Door Animal Sanctuary Very out nice. in House Springs as well. So the $10 registration fee per pet goes straight to Open Door. It's our largest fundraiser of the year. Let me give you a compliment. You guys at Purina do such great work very quietly. You're yes. not big on like, hey, everybody, look what we're doing. <laughs> it's a humble Midwest, you know, uh, uh, company, kind of that attitude of just, uh, you know, the pedigree of we've been here for 130 years. And I, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like we no. just celebrated probably about two and a half weeks ago, our 130th anniversary. And where we're headquartered here in downtown St. Louis yeah. was essentially where the company was founded as well. So we've been in that neighborhood for 130 years now. So we're, we're working to find ways to, to kind of break through that clutter, you know, because, again, we're, we're not super boisterous. You kind of yeah. have that humble Midwest attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. What do you do over there? So I work in our community affairs team. Mm-hmm. So we, we deal a lot with uh, the company's philanthropic endeavors and nonprofit relationships, community marketing, things like the Purina Pet yeah. Parade, that little bit of overlap of both that we've got, you know, some uh, ability for folks to give back and a way to show for so Purina to show up in the where community. do people go over the next two hours if they want to register? PurinaPetParade.com is the registration website. That also has all the information for okay. the day. So even after online registration closes here, all the information, the map of the event, the schedule of everything happening, you can find it there. Or if you want to come out and register your dog on site, it's 10 a.m. at the corner of 12th and Allen and Soulard. Cool. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Bambi. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 